With so many attacks threatening the world we live in, isn't it time you stocked up on emergency food? Now is the time to get it before it's too late. Go to preparewiththinkaboutit.com and stock up on their popular three-month emergency food kit. And this month, you'll also get a $279 Alexa Pro Pure Water Filtration System. That's right. You'll need this when things fall apart. But this is something you should be using now as well. The Alexa Pure Pro water filtration system reduces up to 200 contaminants that toxify your water. Go to preparewiththinkaboutit.com. Your $279 Alexa Pure Pro water filtration system comes free with each three-month emergency food kit you order. That way, everybody in your family can be well prepared. This offer won't last forever, so don't delay. Check this off your list and sleep better, knowing your family won't suffer when the worst ever happens. Go to preparewiththinkaboutit.com and enjoy free shipping, too. Preparewiththinkaboutit.com. Jesse Ventura's conspiracy investigators have tracked down the deadly secret behind the elite group that tries to rule the world. When the population gets too big to handle, the solution is cut it down. Now one of those sources has summoned the governor. Alex Jones says he knows how they plan to depopulate. Alex, you sounded urgent. There's an entire agenda afoot to force the population to undergo different type of medical treatments, namely vaccines. We're seeing a medical tyranny being set up, not just in the United States, but worldwide under the UN and the World Health Organization. Who's behind all this? The Bilderberg Group. They want a planetary dictatorship so they can carry out their forced depopulation agenda, and they want to do it through the medical system. And that's why vaccines are so important. We know that many of these vaccines turn out to have serious adverse reactions. That this is being done by design. They kill you slowly over time. That's why they're called soft kill. And I've got an insider I think you should really talk to, Dr. Rima Labo. But she doesn't live inside the United States because she's so concerned about all the police state developments that are taking place. But if you can get her to come up here and talk to you, she's a medical doctor, she's treated heads of states, and she really understands what's happening on the inside. Dr. Lebo, how are you? I'm fine, thank Governor you, Governor. Jesse Ventura. Thanks for coming. Now, you've left the United States of America. Yes, sir, I have. Why? I do not feel safe living in the United really? States. Really? Do you want to come in and sit down? No, sir, I'd rather not. You'd rather just be here so you can make a fast exit if you have As to. soon as you and I finish, you're out I'm here. leaving the country again. Why? 
because in a very short time, not today, not tomorrow, but very soon, we'll be facing compulsory vaccination under the mistaken term of voluntary vaccination. Are you talking to me now about the, the current swine flu? Is that I what am. You're talking about? Now, what is it about these vaccinations? You think that they're bad? Well, first of all, let's start with the fact that the World Health Organization has decided that we have 90% too many people. The World Health Organization has been working since 1974 on vaccines to create permanent sterility. Doctor, the response is going to be, you're crazy. How can you say this stuff? I show them the documentation. Now, this is pretty shocking. This process has already been ongoing. To make matters worse, we know that the vaccines that were illegally approved by the FDA contain a substance called squalene. Squalene, an organic compound used in vaccines to stimulate the immune system and increase the response. If I inject you with squalene, your immune system will attack the squalene, but then it starts attacking all of the parts of your body. What does that look like when you meet a person to whom that is happening? It looks like Gulf War syndrome. It looks like every joint in the body swollen and intolerably painful and immobilized. This is in these shots they're gonna give it's us? It's in some of them, but the US government has a trick up their sleeve. Which is? They will induce a pandemic using the nasal mist vaccine, which is a live attenuated virus. That means that if I take it, I can infect you. You're going to get the flu. Everybody around us is going to get the flu. And the mRNA does that too. Then the United States government, based on their statements that they've already made, will say, oh my, we have a pandemic. Oh my goodness, we don't have enough doses. So we'll admix squalene at the 90,000 injection stations that the Department of Health and Human Services announced that they will ship the vaccines to. People lining up, sometimes by the hundreds, for an H1N1 flu shot. What that means is a holocaust, a genocidal holocaust. Women will sicken and die, and those who survive will be infertile. If people start dying massively from these inoculations, won't there be like a revolution, a rebellion, a rising up from the peasants? Briefly, until the 420,000 U.S. military swing into action. If you remember NORTHCOM, the Northern Command, was created not long ago to, among other things, relocate the population in the event of civil disorder or pandemics. Doctor, what you're saying is that if people refuse these vaccinations, that FEMA's gonna put them into almost like concentration camps around the country? I think you have to leave out the word almost. We just saw the beta test for what she was told by heads of state they were planning. Her husband headed up the army, headed up the intelligence agencies. First of all, General Burt didn't simply die. He was murdered 
And since his murder, he actually finally died after they spent a long time trying to kill him. Uh, He died in 2017. And since that time, there have been nine serious, credible attempts on my life. Obviously, we're right over the target. Obviously, this is information that they don't want brooded about, which is an additional reason that I'm so happy to be here. Well, that was one of my things, but I wanted you to get into that. Absolutely. And and, and look, I knew you were for real when I knew you 25 years ago. I've been interviewing you and uh, General Stubblemine. I've been interviewing him for like 27 years. And, and so I know you're for real. And that's why, you know, we put you to pitch you to Ventura. The, Ventura, his team spent months making you give them all the documents. The show almost didn't air. Then, of course, they erased it off the DVRs. It was a big national story that, oh, they control our DVRs. Uh, this just slipped through the cracks on them. Uh, so maybe you should begin with the murder of General Stubblebine. Or, or where would you like to begin? I'd like to begin with what turned me on to this line of thinking. Very briefly, Uh, I was treating a patient who happened to be a head of state. And one day she rather casually said, you know, it's almost time for the great culling to begin. And I said, the what? And she said, culling, C-U-L-L. I said, I know the word, but what are you talking about? She said, the culling of the useless eaters. And I questioned that because at the time in uh, late 2002, early 2003, I had never heard the term useless eaters. I said, what's a useless eater? She said, not what, my dear, who? And I said, okay, who's a useless eater? She said, those people who are consuming our natural resources. And I said, did it ever occur to you that she's cons- that you're consuming their natural resources? And she dismissed that and laid out the plan getting rid of everybody except, as she defined it, us, the neo-aristocrats, and us did not include me and you, Alex, us, the neo-aristocrats in the neo-feudal system, surrounded by our servants and servitors, and below them our technicians, and that short pyramid requires only 10% of the current population. And she left, and by the way, I cured her. And oh, by the way, she never paid her bill. But that's another matter. Anyway, um, she stimulated my thinking, and I had to know more about this useless eater business. And I had to know more about a widespread, cataclysmic, enormous genocide of almost the entire human population. So I began digging. And what I discovered was. They were very serious. And first of all, this is batshit crazy. Second of all, it is well in place and has been in place for a very long time. And I have learned a great deal about that. Um, And so I began telling people about it. And then I realized that our side, Alex, the health freedom side all over the world, was making a tragic and fatal error. And that is our side was not thinking strategically and planning their actions tactically. They were simply waiting around for something to happen. And then they would wave their hands and say, oh my goodness, this is terrible. This is terrible. And lose that battle. Rinse and repeat. So I said to my husband, General Burt, I didn't call him General Bird. I called him Bert. Uh, I said to my brilliant strategic analyst husband with a true warrior spirit, 
if somebody who doesn't think strategically and plan tactically doesn't get involved in the health freedom battle, we will lose all our rights and they, these evil doers, will succeed. So we need to close our medical practice, which was how we earned our living, and take on the globalists to stop this. So in 2004, we closed the medical practice that I had in New York, and we created the Natural Solutions Foundation specifically to derail the globalist agenda. What we went through, as you say, is a practice run. How much will people accept? How much diaper over their face will they allow? How much Holocaust will they line up for and ask for? Me, me first, do me. Oh, another one? Oh, good. The statistics say that 62 days after, uh, after the first injection, the deaths start. Those that didn't start before. The statistics say that with every single dose of this kill shot, the deaths accelerate and the immune system collapses further until we get to strong negative e efficacy. And by the way, that's Good. a fact. Give so what is, it, what is it? A 40 in the insurance companies, 44 to 48% increase all over the world by the fourth shot of people that take it. I mean, th this is a fact. And these facts, by the way, come from countries like the United Kingdom, which has been releasing information through the Office of National Statistics. Um, it comes from other countries. It's not just wild-eyed uh, anti-vax advocates making up statistics. The deaths are predictable. What's not predictable is whether it's going to be you or you or you. But the sudden adult death syndrome, which, by the way, when I first heard, I laughed at because I thought it was a joke. I thought, no, no, no one could be saying this seriously, but they are. And people say, oh, well, now we have children having heart attacks. We have fit players on the field of play having heart attacks. And it's just an undiagnosed cardiac event. Right. Professional football players and soccer players world over and tennis players haven't had good physicals. There tell. was an event a few months ago in high school basketball where in the same town, two different players had heart attacks, one died. I mean, normally one, one high school basketball player has a heart attack a year. It's huge news. Now it's two in a town in one week. And, and it's anything but the vaccines. We understand that. The fact is, these are death shots, but they're not the only death implementation that's being, um, that's being brought forward. Um, I am speaking on Saturday at an event in California. The, the um, American Freedom Alliance has asked me to uh, join them to make a presentation. And so I started doing research because I have an ongoing question, Alex, that any reasonable person has to be asking. How is this possible? How can every single nation in the world, 196 na nation states, how can every single one of them sign on to destroying their people, to giving up their sovereignty, to eliminating uh, any kind of, of personal informed consent? How can any country do that? And how is it that everyone is doing that? So I've made 
some very interesting discoveries in doing the research for this. And actually, this is the first time I'm sharing it. So this is really exciting for me. How is this happening? How has the Agenda 21, now Agenda 2030, been instituted, implemented, accepted? How has our agreement to lose everything in our society, our families, our religions, our social structure, our jobs, our property, our freedoms, our health, our immune systems, how has it been possible, our land ownership, our water ownership, how has it been possible for us to collectively so quickly surrender everything that makes us human and now get ready to surrender our DNA to the mass controllers? Easy. It's been planned, and the name that that you should keep in mind for the planning system is not Bilderberger, and it's not Illuminati. I said, Alex, that I was going to disagree with you on two things. One was that General Burt was murdered. He didn't just die. And the second is it's not the Bilderbergers. The Bilderbergers are middle management. The actual source of the evil, the organization, the destruction comes from John D. Rockefeller Sr. and his son, John D. Rockefeller Jr. Before the turn of the 20th century, the world's first billionaire, John D. Rockefeller Sr. and his son, Jr., (laughs) thought about the society they wanted to see. Now, these men were genocidalists. They were eugenicists. They were ruthless. They were psychopaths. They had the realization that they could use predatory philanthropy to shape every aspect of the world. And they laid out the world that they wanted to see, which is the world that the globalists are now moving toward. The social movement at that time was called Fabian Socialism. It was not called Globalism. But it was the same thing, utter, total domination from the DNA level out. They didn't understand. And by the way, DNA you're on fire. We got yet. the whole next hour to go over your presentation. I want to be clear. You're right that I focused on Bilderberg because people didn't even know there was a global elite. That's obviously a top level managerial meeting. I totally agree. The history's there. The Rockefellers took over U.S. and then world medicine with Rothschild support. Uh, the Rockefeller and Carnegie endowments. Gates is just a modern copy of that. Weaponized philanthropy. You you are one zillion percent right, so we do not disagree. Excellent. I knew we wouldn't. Um, So they decided that they would destroy the family. That's why they supported women's suffrage. Now, of course, I believe in women's suffrage, but they supported it, not because they believed in it, but because they wanted to weaken the family structure. They supported um, uh, Dewey, John Dewey, for progressive education, not because they thought it was nice for people to value their own emotions as they grew up, but because that would allow them to weaken the rational component of the educational system, which was at that point very strong. People learned inductive and deductive. The American people were the most literate folks on earth, and they openly said, we can't allow this. You're absolutely right. They said, we can't allow that. They wanted to destroy uh, the fabric of uh, reproduction 
the very fabric of reproduction. So they created in 1951 as part of their eugenics program, and we'll talk about that in a moment. They created the Population Council, John D. Rockefeller III and Alan Dulles. And let's not forget, it was the Rockefeller Foundation created Cold Springs Harbor, New York, that had eugenics facility worldwide, that then set up the Kaiser Wilhelm Institute uh, in the uh, 1930s that then ran Hitler. Exactly. It was John D. Rockefeller Jr. who sent his own personal uh, public relations guy, John Ivey, to Germany to run a little private finishing school for three guys whose names most people will recognize Goering, Goebbels, and Adolf Hitler, teaching them how to control the mind of the masses. Now, when that was finished, when they were correct, uh, correctly schooled in population um, deceit and control, mental and emotional control, and spiritual control, by the way, then Hitler was brought forward by Rockefeller money, who by the way, also brought forward the Bolshevik Revolution. I assume that your listeners know the story. Lenin's train of, of gold uh, and Stalin all being funded by the Rockefellers. Yet again, that's historical exactly. fact. Exactly. Historical fact. And so these these men had no love of country, no love of uh, uh, group affiliation, no love of religion, no love of anything other than total world full spectrum dominance we call it globalism they call it fabian socialism and i will remind you that nobel prize winning mathematician bertrand russell who was an enthusiastic fabian socialist said through injunction injection and indoctrination it will not be possible for the man of the future to have an independent thought. And, and let me finish the quote just to show how real it is. People can look it up. He's hailed as a top liberal and won all these prizes. He said, in the future, the general public, the proletariat rebelling against our takeover would be as ridiculous as sheep rebelling against the practice of eating mutton. Exactly. Exactly. Would be as ridiculous as sheep rebelling against the practice of eating mutton, which is why the herd can be culled. Which is why the herd can be culled. Understand, these people do not see us as people. These people, these, these psychopaths, see us as a herd to be controlled and culled. And so what they were waiting for, the plan was laid out. The entire system was laid out. The compression of humanity. Hold on, hold on, hold on. What they were waiting for, we're going to start the next hour here. And you come back next week, or we can do a special hour, two-hour commercial-free podcast. Those go super viral. I don't know what mind trick or what weird thing happened. You've been on in years, but it's amazing to have you. And by the way, you've always been on fire, but what's happened? You're you're like uh, Gandalf after he fights the Balrog, comes back 10 times more powerful. Dr. Rima Labo, MD, PreventGenocide2030.org, PreventGenocide2030.org. What happened as best you can tell? Because I know people are after you. They're after us. We know it's real. Uh, what happened to General Stubblebein when he uh, was, you're saying, murdered? And I have no doubt uh, of that in 2017. Um, we were living in Chile. We never stopped working for freedom in the United States. But uh, General Burt realized that if we stayed in the United States, we were so noisy, they would kill us. Uh, so we left the United States in 2007. We lived in Thailand trying to prevent 
Thailand from becoming a GMO rice country because Thailand was the major rice exporter in the world. And Thailand, because of the old king, had a position of leadership in the third world, in the developing world. And so we wanted it not to become a GMO rice country. Uh, we failed in that because Monsanto simply bribed the entire Thai government. And uh, we then set up a, uh, an eco-demonstration center in Panama with a medical center and an educational center, teaching farmers around the world how to um, stop poisoning people with the, the chemicals and how to reclaim the soil and grow clean food to support clean health. Um, when Fukushima happened, we decided that since there would never again be low radiation food, organic or biodynamic or any other kind in the Northern Hemisphere, because Fukushima is the U.S. generated gift that keeps on giving, we went to Chile and uh, we're in the process of setting up a commercial sized uh, organic low radiation food supply for the Northern Hemisphere. We, I did not yet have my medical center open there, and um, General Burt needed some uh, intravenous nutrition and some access orthogonal chiropractic and some um, acupuncture and acupressure and stuff like that, good stuff that wasn't yet available in South and Central America. So we came back to the United States for a quick visit. Um, he was poisoned with an intravenous uh, injection, I believe. And uh, that night he collapsed and I had a choice. There on the bathroom floor of our friend's home, I could allow him to die in my arms or I could take him into the belly of the beast knowing that the hospital system would do its best to dispatch him. I chose the second, I called an ambulance, and for 158 days, while the medical system attempted to kill him, quite literally, and I'm a physician, this is not just a, a grieving wife speaking, this is a physician knowing precisely what was done and not done, um, I fended off the monsters who were trying to kill him. Retrieving him had to go to court to... Um, demand that the hospital, uh, General Burt was ambulatory at the time and they they were denying him food and nutrition and nutrients. I went to court about that um, and ultimately a doctor walked into his room, plunged a needle into either his femoral artery or his femoral vein, I don't know which, injected something, General Burt went into a coma and was taken to the ICU where... Hold on, we've got to join some stations, but start over a little bit when we come back, because I know the inside baseball, I've studied it. Somebody that knows all the secrets, he was at the highest levels of the deep state, They, especially before they, before they die, they're scared that they're going to say things when they get older, so they generally kill guys that even serve them and don't turn against them like he did. He was never with them, but he was at the highest levels. And, and so this fits into a pattern I've seen where people, and there's not many of them like your husband, General Stubblebine, Bert, that they actually kill him. Let's finish up with that and get into your big presentation in 60 seconds. We'll be right back. Stay with us. All right. Dr. Rima Lebo is here with us. She's about to lay out what's coming next. She already predicted what was coming with absolute accuracy back in 2009 here on this show and a show we produced together with Jesse Ventura that has been super viral since, despite the fact the deep state literally tried to suppress it. And I'm not supposed to get into the, because I signed a non-disclosure agreement, but 
people on the set got killed after this came out. They got threatened never do it again. Uh, and they pulled it off the DVRs. The episode she's in, they went completely ape over because it slipped out, had top ratings, and we all know what happened after that. But she was getting into Albert Stubblebine, who headed up all these important top military agencies. We can put his bio up on screen. Uh, but, you know, he knew what was going on. He was fighting the tyrants worldwide. And she was breaking down when they visited the U.S., uh, that uh, he, she believes she's a medical doctor. He got poisoned, but she knows once he got the system, they were trying to basically euthanize him. Please continue with what happened. So uh, after the doctor waltzed into his room and uh, put something into his femoral artery, he collapsed, uh, or femoral vein, I can't say which. Um, he collapsed and was taken to the ICU. Now, when a patient goes to the ICU, uh, they do tests. They do blood gases. They do um, all kinds of tests on their physiology to figure out what's wrong, what's working, what's not working. Otherwise, they can't really guide any kind of treatment that's designed to save their life, reverse the reason that they got to the ICU. It's kind of logical. What they did, and we have the medical records to prove it, is they canceled all the tests that were ordered on this comatose patient who was wheeled in an emergency into the ICU. Those tests were later ordered again by the ICU doctor who obviously wasn't, hadn't been read into the program. And she said, I can't, I can't treat him without having the, the laboratory values. What do I do? The tests were canceled again. And according to the medical records, which I have and which were introduced into court in the wrongful death civil suit that I brought and was screwed entirely by the lawyer that I hired, um, according to the medical records, the tests were canceled with the notation patient deceased, only he wasn't dead yet. It took a number of hours for him to actually die. He died in my arms as I, I did not know that the tests had been canceled at that time. I didn't know that until I got the medical records. And I saw that there was a specific attempt to kill him by making sure that no treatment could be guided that might possibly save his life. I would call this murder. But I mean, I would too, I but we know why they want to get him. Why don't you talk a little bit before you get into the presentation about... Bert, because, I mean, they admit this guy basically wrote so much of the modern doctrine, ran the secret operations worldwide, was like like the most highly respected guy up there, uh, and running special operations for decades and, and just everything else, basically secret projects. They were really scared of what he knew because I know he wouldn't tell us on air. He would just say you were dead on. He knew it from his intel in the military. Did he ever... I know people aren't supposed to talk about classified stuff, but we're well past that now. Did he ever confide in you more information? Never. He never confided anything in me or anyone else that he believed was covered by uh, security uh, secrecy requirements. Never. He was a man of absolute uh, conviction and total ethical um, uh, centeredness. But, so he he did, never but, but he did say on air... Enough you were dead on and, and that you'd already figured it out. Absolutely. So did you know Absolutely. you were married to a guy that knew all this? And then once you figured it out, he goes, yeah, honey, that's all true. Actually, he learned most of what was going on about the deep state from me. Wow. Because he had drunk the Kool-Aid. His father was a West Point graduate. He was a West Point graduate. He believed he was fighting for good and truth and uh, democracy and all sure, that. Sure, but, sure, but once he shifted his perspective, shit. then he could see what he was really seeing. 
Exactly. Exactly. And that happened because I refused to stop providing him with information and um, finally got him a piece of information that was so compelling to him that he said, wait, what? If this is true, what the hell else is true? And he opened up this can of huge and hideous worms and he basically entered into what one must call a dark night of the soul and reformatted his entire world, his entire belief system. And it turned out that his incredibly brilliant analysis <laughs> supported what I'd been saying all along, but he didn't believe me because that couldn't possibly be true until it was true. Well, that happened and with so, my mom's brother who worked in special operations once he woke up. And that was when I was a little kid. I didn't wake him up. And then I had another family member that wasn't an evil person, but believed in the globalist plan. And then watching my show when I was younger, he had that same epiphany and shifted and woke up because you believe you're doing good. You're compartmentalized. But once you see the bigger plan, now you see what you're really involved in. But, but so, so let's continue and, and, then, and, and then get into your big breakdown. So when General Burt understood that although I may be insane, I was also correct. <laughs> I mean, you know, being right and being sane are really orthogonal to one another. They're not the same thing. But um, he realized that he had to take his warrior mentality, presence and heart and put it into the battle that had to be fought to save humanity. It's that simple. And we are now at an end point the end game, one might say. You see, the, the Fabian socialists or the globalists before the 20th century began and during the entire 20th century had their plans laid out. What they didn't have was the science. And so they paid for the science and they directed the science and they used philanthropy and government influence, which they bought and which they created over decades and decades worldwide. They penetrated every government on the planet and they created the science that would allow them to take control of our DNA, to turn us into parts of the Internet of Things, their servants, their underclass, their untermenschen, and leave them at the top, the neo-aristocrats. This plan has been an operation waiting only the science of genetic manipulation, pulsed microwave transmission, nanotechnology, etc. And now they have the science and they're ready to go. Yuval Harari tells us what they're ready to do, to which I say, don't you dare. Well, we're going to go to break in a few minutes. Dare. We'll have plenty of time, but I would not call you crazy at all. Uh, obviously an eccentric, but anybody that's smart <laughs> isn't eccentric, but you've been totally proven right. Everything you said in thousands of shows 20 years ago, 15 years ago, it's all come true. I mean, uh, but that doesn't feel like vindication, does it? Because I've predicted a lot of this as well, and it makes me sick that we couldn't stop it. It's irritating as hell, but we can stop it. And the way we stop it is through my very favorite law firm in the world, Hubbub and Uproar. They operate in every country. And when enough of us, and you know this, Alex, you believe it in your gut and you've been working for it all these many lonely, difficult years. When enough people say, don't you dare, the three most important words of the free human being, when enough people say that effectively, what happens is that the globalists step back. Now, they will come around again. They will try it again. But we're smarter and we're more organized when they come back. And the way we do that 
has been set up to get out of the World Health Organization, the Death Star that's coming over the horizon toward us, to get out first of the World Health Organization by going to preventgenocide2030.org. 